that we believe in. I invite your attention to join me in 1 Timothy. Join me in 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter and the 16th verse. 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter and the 16th verse. 1 Timothy is in the New Testament. It's a letter uh, that Paul wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit uh, to his mentoree, Timothy, his son in ministry. And in this letter, he provides some key instructions that you and I can live by. There in 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, the 16th verse. The word of God declares, keep a close watch on yourselves and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. We have all the spirit. We want to look at this text with this thought in our minds, and that is why doctrine matters. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? So indeed, Father, we do thank you. Thank you that you've allowed us to gather here one more time to uh, Point our attention to you and to your word. Now, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would breathe upon us fresh revelation from your word that we might be receptive soil for the seed of your word and that our lives might reflect that we've been with you and that you are the Lord of our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's often said, you draw a line in the sand. That's when you have that conviction that no matter what happens, you won't move. It's a conviction that uh, William Travis had in 1836 at the Alamo, Alamo where our US, U.S. history says that he first uttered words by drawing a line in the sand that all those who would be defending the Alamo had to stay on the right side of the line. When it comes to our Christian belief, there are some things that we don't compromise. There are some things that we stand on. And that is what we call doctrine. Doctrine equips people to fulfill their primary purpose, which is to glorify and delight in God through a deep personal knowledge of him. Therefore, a meaningful relationship with God is dependent upon correct knowledge of God. I want to say that again. A meaningful relationship with God is dependent on correct knowledge of God. Doctrine is that word we use that informs our beliefs and in whom we believe. There are certain things you must know as a child of God. 
There are certain things you must stand on as a child. There are truths that will continue to be our foundation if you are following Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Well, let me park right there because one of the truths that will never change is that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. He is the way, the truth, and the light, and only through him are we connected in right relationship with the Father. And when you know him personally, then you know of the love of God. Well, let me try that again. If you know him personally then you do know of the love of God. You know the forgiveness of God. You know of the grace of God because you know that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have, but have everlasting life. And that is the doctrine that we believe. Christian doctrine defines our belief. So... So in this series, we're going to look at at least seven major doctrines. These are not all the Christian doctrines, but we're going to address seven major doctrines. We're going to first look next week at the theology of God, which Pastor Jared is going to lead us through, then the Trinity, then the Bible, then the church, spiritual warfare, salvation, and last things. You don't want to miss a Sunday in this series as we learn what we believe and why we believe it. Why doctrine matters? Well, Paul is writing this letter to his mentoree, his son in ministry, Timothy. He's addressing several factors. You follow him in the first uh, chapter, he's addressing how ministry, his ministry ought to be lived out. In the second chapter and third chapter, he begins to address how we're supposed to conduct ourselves as a household of God. We'll park right there for a moment because doctrine defines the Christian church. That for centuries, the church has believed the truth of the gospel. In fact, 1 Timothy, the third chapter the 14th verse, if you turn there and just one chapter over, the 14th verse, the 15th verse, the word of God says, I hope to come to you soon, Paul says, but I'm writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. Look at this doctrine that he lays out here. He says the church is a pillar and buttress, foundation of the truth. He describes, the word of God describes the church as a pillar on which the truth stands, that God has called us to be proclaimers of his truth. That's in word and in deed. That's in action and in speech. We ought to be the church. In fact, it ought not be be unmistakable that you are a part of the church, that before you tell anybody what church you fellowship with, they ought to know just by your character who you belong to. They ought to know that the Holy Spirit is in you because if the Holy Spirit is in you, then the Holy Spirit will produce spiritual fruit through you because it's one thing to say you are a believer, it's a whole other thing to live like you're a believer. Uh, Let me me tell you... uh, you, you can have the name, uh, but it may not be the real thing. Let me go ahead and, and, and testify just for a moment. I, um, I, I see some of you with your designer bags. I, I see you. I think, that's, think, I think that swag is nice. I, 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 oh, to my adult. Um, yes, I think that that um, kind of ensemble looks really good with you. Swag looks nice, and I, 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 I was checking out Randy, uh, I, I was out of town, and, and I, I saw a great deal 
on a Louis Vuitton bag. I saw a great deal. It was an awesome deal. It was, it was one of those deals you just couldn't pass up. I, I saw it. I knew it had to be a deal for me because you couldn't find prices like this. I'm telling you, I, I looked at that bag. I knew I was getting a deal. I thought it was a steal. I went ahead and paid the money uh, for that Louis Vuitton bag. Uh, and then I got home and I began to inspect the bag and realized the bag had the right name. But it wasn't the real thing. Because the real thing, a real Louis V on the inside of the bag is made of the same material as the outside of the bag. I'm trying to help you understand something. On the inside of the bag, there's a stamp that said it's made in France. Well, let me help you for a moment. If you are a child of God, that's something stamped on the inside of you that lets the world know that you belong to Jesus Christ. It's made alive in Christ Jesus. It's made a new creation in Christ. But if your inside don't match your outside, then something is wrong with your, your testimony. Doctrine defines the Christian church, defines that we are to hold up a light that others in the darkness might be able to see that there's hope in Jesus Christ, that that we, we stand on the truth of who Jesus is, and if we don't share it, then the world won't know it. If we don't declare it, then people will still live hopeless lives. If we don't let others know that Jesus Christ transformed lives, then they will continue to walk in darkness, and yet it's Jesus who said, you are the light of the world, so let your light so shine. And where does he send light? He sends light in dark places, and that's why he put some of us in the families he put us in, and some of the, of the relationships he put us in, and some of the places he has his word. Why? Because he wants you to shine a light wherever you are, because it's not just on Sunday morning you're the church. No, baby, every day of the week you are a part of the body of Christ, and you ought to look like you're a part of the body of Christ. You ought to behave like you're a part of the body of Christ. You ought to speak like you're a part of the body of Christ, because if Christ is in you, the hope of glory is with you. Doctrine, doctrine is important because it, it defines the Christian church. But doctrine is also important. If you continue in Paul's writing to young Timothy, uh, at the beginning of that, that fourth chapter, um, he, he writes something there. He, he writes in the fourth chapter, the first verse, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter, later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Hmm. He says... Some will become victim of departure, some deception, and some de- demonic teachings. It's right there in the text. It says that because doctrine helps to guard you against spiritual drift. Doctrines are the, the, whole, the, the teachings of Christ that we hold fast to. is what we believe and why we believe what we say we believe. And when you hold a Christian doctrine, listen, uh, it still works. The teaching of God still works. And if you hold on to it, it'll stop you from drifting to every new idea that comes along or every new belief that comes along. It'll help you understand that, you know what, my soul is anchored in the Lord and I'm not going to drift. I'm not going to turn because God still works for me. Every time I call on him. He, call, he comes by and he touches my heart and touches my life. Why? Because the gospel still works. Uh, it's, 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 it guards us. It guards us um, from, from drift. Hmm. Can, can, I, can I tell you something? I mean, I got the mic. I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, John, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, John. Uh, um, I, I remember it. I remember it like it was, it was yesterday and, and I'm sure uh, my baby girl, she remembers it too, uh, I'm sure, because 
It, it was back in January, January of uh, 1997, January 1997, where, um, well, actually, I got to back up because, you see, it was when I was a senior in high school, and uh, I shouldn't tell you that year, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And uh, in 93, don't look at me like that. I'm just telling you. I met, I met this fine woman, and I, well, she was a girl then, but I met her, you know, I met her, and, 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 and the second date, the second date, now I went to her house, and I asked her parents' hand, her, for her hand in marriage, second date, second date, because when you know, you just, you just know. That's exactly what she said, too, no. I don't understand why the response was like that, but, 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 but uh, fast forward to 1997, um, and I turned to the reception and said, I told you I was going to marry your daughter, and they said, you sure did? What you said, Mom? You said, you sure did. Uh, uh, sure, I got testimony in here. I, I, brought my, I brought my witnesses with me, and so here it is. Uh, they testified. She testified. I said I was going to do, and I did what I said I was going to do, and so there it was, January 1997. I won't forget it because we, we left New Orleans, and we drove, not we drove, I drove, I think I did all the driving. Um, to Key West, Florida. It was a 16-hour trip, I remember. Not because uh, she didn't want to drive. I probably didn't let her drive because that's just, you know, that's, that's part of me. Uh, so anyway, uh, we, we got to Key West, Florida. I won't forget this. Uh, we were there. Uh, we went, we caught a cruise to Nassau, Bahamas. Uh, there we were in Nassau, Bahamas. We were, we were doing the thing. I mean, every adventure I could, every excursion I could be on, Bradal, I was on. Now, I didn't realize I married a city girl, uh, so she wasn't on all the excursions with me, but I, I went on all the excursions. I could go on from parasailing to scuba diving. I, I was doing it up, but I convinced her because I had taken a 30-minute course on how to sail a boat. I convinced her to, to get on that boat with me, and you know she must have been in love because she got on that boat. Uh, I convinced her that I can do it. Uh, I, got, I got the course. I, I took it. I took it. That, that Bahamian guy, he, he told me exactly what to do. I got on the boat. I told her, baby, now every now and then you got to bend down because I got to move this sail because there's no motor. There's no rudder. It's just a sail and the bottom part. It didn't even have a little cupboard, cupboard for it. It's just, you just sit on the side. Just sit on the side. And, and we were making our way. I'm telling you, I was going a straight line with that sail. Everything was going real good. Don't laugh at me. I was doing the thing. I standing up, leaning just like on, on television. I, I mean, it was going in a straight line. The wind was pushing me. I was making headway. I mean, we were just splashing up and down. Up and down. Uh, she was excited. I was excited. I think she was a little scared, but I didn't get into that part. Uh, and, then, and then all of a sudden, the wind stopped. And then Caleb, the, the boat, the skiff, whatever you want to call it, that little rickety thing I had, was, started drifting. Started drifting further and further away from the shore. After a while, we couldn't even see the shoreline anymore. And she didn't seem too confident in me <laughs> anymore. But then the instructor who taught gave me my 30-minute lesson on how to sell that boat came to our rescue in a motorboat. <laughs> he didn't push my little dinghy in the way of the wind. And I caught the wind all the way back to shore. Come here, I'm just trying to help y'all understand something. One, don't go sailing with me. But two, <laughs> but, but two, but two, um, the wind is like the Holy Spirit pushing the sail of your life. The boat is your life. And every now and then, the Savior will come. On, and when you find yourself drifting and moving in all the wrong directions, the Savior will come to point you back in the right direction that you need to be in. But don't miss it. you got to have a relationship with the Savior in order for him to point you back in the right direction. Spiritual, spiritual doctrine guards us against spiritual drift. And doctrine also informs our faith 
and our faithfulness. Uh, we're still in text because there in the fourth chapter and the sixth verse, look what Paul writes. He says, if you put these things, doctrine, before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. Don't miss this. That is incumbent upon us as believers to not only know the word, but to do the word. Not, not only to hear the word on Sunday, but to apply it when you leave the sanctuary in the parking lot on Sunday. It's, it's for us to make it a part of our lives, that our, lives our, our life behavior changes from what it used to be to what it needs to be. It, it, it's transitioning from what I used to do and how I used to do it to doing it the way the Lord tells me to do it. It's living by the guidance of God as I live my life. That's what the doctrine provides for us. It informs our faith and our faithfulness. In a world where things seem so relative and so chaotic, you got to have something that you can stand on that is the truth, and that is the Word of God. I hope you hear me, because you can't just hear the Word of God. On Sunday, you got to go on, on your knees on Monday and study the Word of God, apply the Word of God, meditate on the Word of God. The psalmist says it this way in Psalm 1, blessed is the one that meditates on the Word day and night. You'll be blessed and you'll be fruitful. You want to know how to be fruitful in God's kingdom? Then you got to stay in the Word of God. you got to nourish yourself on the Word of God. Christ said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You must know it for yourself. Know it so well that when somebody comes up and tries to teach you something otherwise, you know based on your study and your your relationship with God, you can say, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 no. That that, that, that right there, that's not God. Mm -mm, That's not God. Because I serve a God who tells me that I will have tribulation. So if you come in with with, with a gospel that tells me that I'm only saved if I don't have tribulation, no, that's that's not God. That's not Christian doctrine. Uh, It it keeps keeps us us informed of our faith and our faithfulness in in a world where, where the secular society wants us to believe that the truth is relative when truth is just the truth. We got to go back to what the Word of God teaches. See, doctrine is what the Word of God says, all of the entire Bible says on a particular subject. Like, like, like that of, that, that of uh, let me go ahead and throw it out there for a moment, Fred. Just, just, it's not in a manuscript, but let me go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, that of this whole newfound issue of not knowing a man between a woman. Why are you getting quiet? Because I read in Genesis where he made man male and female. Uh, uh, we, 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 can, we can go down the road, road on how you're supposed to define that thing. Um, but let me tell you, you can't redefine what God has already defined. And when you believe in Christian doctrine, you have to stand on it even when the world seems to be standing against it. I'm getting somewhere with this because I was on my way here uh, earlier this morning. It normally takes me about 45 minutes to get here. I was on my way here, um, Mama Gwen, and and I was driving uh, from spring. I was going down Luetta, and all of a sudden I I noticed something. There were some cones that were laid out all down the road. I mean, there were some cones laid out. There were some uh, law enforcement patrolmen uh, that were stationed periodically where the cones were laid out all down Luetta Road. And I'm checking it out because I had to slow down to give respect to the law enforcement. 
And I'm driving there, and, and there, there, Kelly, I noticed something. All of a sudden, um, there, there was a big sign that said it was, it was the Vintage Park 13.1 Half Marathon. And I'm looking, and I see people lined up on the wrong side of the road going against traffic. I'm trying to get you somewhere for a moment here. They're going against traffic, going against the row of traffic, and they're running against the current, against the flow, and they're protected as they're running. I looked at that thing and said, hmm, that's what doctrine does for us. It calls a lane out for us that when the the culture says opposite, we still can run in the right direction. If society comes against us, we still can run knowing that we're protected by God's grace, knowing that we're refused by the Spirit of God, knowing that we can make it because they have the Lord on our side. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's doctrine that guards us from spiritual drift and inform our faith and our faithfulness. But lastly, um, Paul, Paul wants to drive this home to young Timothy. And that brings us to our verse. Well, he says, keep a close watch on yourselves and on your teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Look what he says. He says, keep a close watch on yourself. Turn to somebody right quick and just tell them uh, he's talking about you. He says, keep the close watch on yourself, not your neighbor, not the person that's not in worship with you. He says, no, there comes a time in the believer's life where you need to look at yourself. You need to check yourself out to see how you match up with the Word of God. He says, keep a close watch, not, not just, just a watch, but but a close watch. It's the kind of watch that's a fix. Like you're, you're always looking at yourself like Vanity Smurf. Uh, you're, you're, you're always checking yourself out. You, you're always checking yourself, not in comparison to the person who's sitting next to you, but you're always checking yourself out in comparison to the Word of God. Because it's the Word of God that will lead us and guide us and keep us where God wants us to be. It's the Word of God that will lead us because every word that comes out of the mouth of God is profitable the text says. It's profitable for teaching and for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God or the woman of God might be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm, I got some time here. Let me, let me help you for a moment. Uh, take, take out your cell phones. It's okay. Take out your cell phones right quick. You got to do it quickly now. You got to do this quickly. Take out your cell phone. Take out your cell phone. I know you have it. Uh, some of you, some of you just switch it over. Um, some of you got to turn it back on, but it's cool. Uh, take it out. Take it out. Um, um, quickly, put, put the, um, the camera on. Those of you who know how to do it, okay? Put the camera on. Put the camera on. Uh, now, now, I want you to, to, to I, on the count of three, I want you to take a selfie, okay? You ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Take it. All right. You took it? You took it? Tell me you're taking too long. Now, 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 now look, at, look at it. Look at it now. Look at it. Can you do better? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see some of you right now. You, you're like, oh, my hair was, oh, I, I see you right now. You, you're trying to do a redo already. Um, well, every now and then, you got to take a scripture selfie where you look at the word of God, you look at your life, and you say, you know what? I got to adjust some things in my life. I got to be more patient and more forgiving. I got to be more kind. I, I got to adjust some things in my life because I'm a part of the body of Christ, and doctrine defines how I'm supposed to live my life. Uh, doctrine develops our witness. Uh, he says, keep a close watch. Not only says keep a close watch, it, it speaks to uh, keeping personal accountability of yourself. But not only does it say keep a close watch of yourself, check what he says. He says, keep a close watch of the teaching. Here he's referencing the previous verse as he's telling young Timothy to align his life with the word of God, that his private life and his public ministry 
are all the same. That when that there's a, a certain thing of a Christian integrity, that when you see me on Sunday and you see me on Monday, I'm going to look like the same person you saw on, on Sunday. And then if you happen to see me on Wednesday, on hump day, guess who I'm supposed to look like? The same person you saw worshiping on Sunday. It, it's Christian integrity integrity. And it's not that you won't have a bad day. It's that when you have a bad day, the Holy Spirit will convict you of what you've done in that day that doesn't align with the Word of God for your life. And you, because you love God, you're called by God, you start adjusting your life to the Word of God because you want to glorify God with your life. I'm talking about those who are part of the church. Just keep close watch. Keep close watch on yourself and on the teaching. This speaks to Keeping Scripture responsibly. Keeping Scripture responsibly. Because the Bible says what the Bible says. And as Christians, we believe in the Word of God. But in order to live like a believer, you got to be in the Word of God and do the Word of God. Christ said it this way. He said, said, uh, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. He said, don't just be a hearer of the word, but also be a doer of the word. And check it out how he said it. He said, because if you're a hearer of the word only, then you're like a man who builds his house, but you build your house on the sand. And when the storm comes and the winds blow, all of a sudden your house will collapse. But if you are a hearer and a doer, when you build your house, you're building your house on the foundation, which is the rock, the word of God. So when the storms come, catch that, the storms are going to come. And when the winds blow, guess what? The winds are going to blow, but you'll be able to stand. Why? Because you've placed your feet on the rock, which is the word of God. You got you to keep yourself, keep watch over the, the teachings. But finally, finally, as I come to close, he then says, persist in this. That's what he says. He says, keep close watch over yourself and on your teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Hmm. Keep close watch. And persist, maintain, continue, don't give up, do not quit. You continue to do what God has called you to do, growing in your spiritual development, because the more you do, the better you get at doing. I hope you caught that. The more God, more Christ-like you practice, the more you practice to follow the Word of God, the easier, more naturally it becomes for you to follow the Word of God. Now, I got to tell you, this is not an easy endeavor. Like anything in exercise, you got to put some effort into it. I see some of us, I'm like you too. At the beginning of the year, I had a whole plan in my mind, Drew. I knew exactly how I was going to do this thing. January 1, I had it down. I knew what I was going to do. I knew, I knew that I was supposed to develop more muscle in the new year. I, I knew that. And I, and I started out good. I had a picture, Brother Al, of what I thought I'm supposed to look like. And I, and I, I started out real good. I was, I was eating right. I was exercising right. Uh, I'm talking about some of you all right now. Uh, eating right, exercising right. But then by that next month, see, I was looking for some, some, I was looking for, for some evidence that I had been doing the right thing, but it didn't come right away. And that's how some of us are in terms of the body of Christ. See, we start doing good and we start trying to follow the word of God for, for one day and for two days and then for a week and then for a month. And then we look and we say, well, I'm not seeing no, no, no evidence. By now, this should happen. And by now, that should happen. Let me help you understand something. The more you're in the word of God, the more the word of God will challenge and change you. I had this conversation with my son. And I'm done. I'm done. Um, 
because it says persistent, which is to maintain your Christian witness. Doctrine helps you to maintain that. I had a conversation with my, my oldest, and he really ministered to me. I was, you know, every now and then as a father, you're wondering, you know, did I do it right? Um, you wonder, at least I did. You know, I said, uh, I often say, God, I didn't have, I didn't have a father figure, so how I know if I'm doing it right? Uh, and now my, my boys are, are now men, so you can't go back and undo some stuff, you know? Right. And, uh, and I was talking to my oldest just yesterday, and, and he said to me, he said, he said, Dad, he said, when, when I was young, you always made us go to church. I said, of course. He said, no, no, bad, bad. He said, Dad, you made us go. He said, even when we didn't want to go, you, you, you made us go. We didn't, we didn't have a choice. I said, that's right. He said, and when I got older, he said, I, it felt funny when I didn't go. I said, you didn't go to church, boy? <laughs> he said, it felt funny when I didn't go. I said, um, I said, okay. He said, well, I had to go because it was, it was part of my, it's part of what I do, you know. It's, it's just, just kind of, it's, it's in my nature that I just have to go to church. I said, yeah. He said, but dad, but then something happened. I said, what's that, man? He said, as I kept going, I went from had to go to wanted to go. He said, because somewhere I, I go deeper in my relationship with Christ, and, and now I can't help it. I, I just have to go to worship. Grabbed my heart as a parent. Then the Holy Spirit started, started dealing with me. He said, you know what? To maintain your Christian testimony, you just got to keep doing what God has told you to do. In the good days, in the bad days, you keep doing what God has told you to do. Stand on the Christian doctrines of what we believe. Keep praying. Keep studying your Bible. Keep worshiping. Keep, keep fellowshipping with the believers. Keep doing what God has told you. I'll be honest, sometimes you'll feel like it, and other times you won't, but the reason you do it is not because you feel like it. You do it until you feel like it, because God has been so good to you, you know that you can't praise him enough, you can't worship him enough, you can't, you can't do enough to say thank you for all that he's done for you. But it happens when you're you're in a relationship with him. See, Christian doctrine is it's not doctrine for your life until you first become Christian, a follower of Christ. In a moment, I'm going to invite you to become a true follower of Christ. See, because we can't do any of this without the Spirit of Christ within us. When the Spirit of Christ comes within you, the Holy Spirit comes to the well in you when you choose to follow Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. And I know some of us, you, you're here right now. God has been dealing with you for a long time. He's been calling you to himself. You've been putting it off and allowing your mind to make excuses or allowing the enemy to, to deceive you by believing that you can't come because of what you've been through or what you've done. 
I'm here to tell you that we are saved by grace. That's the gift of God. Here's a doctrine. We're not saved by works because we can't work for it. But Christ in his love for us, he already did it for us. And when you accept him, you'll see just how much God accepts you in Christ Jesus. Today is your day. Today is your day to make it personal. To say yes to Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. I invite you to bow your heads all over the building. Somebody is making that decision right now. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforest.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus, in person, on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.